Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am back today with Matthew McDill, and I'm so glad you've joined us again today. It is Thursday, or I don't know, maybe you're listening to this on a Saturday. I'm sure not everyone who's hearing it is listening first thing Thursday morning um, before you homeschool your kids and do all the things that you need to get done today. Um, So whenever and wherever you are listening to this, thank you so much for being with us today. It is such an honor. Um, to get to spend part of your day with you. Uh, Before we get back to Matthew, I want to thank our sponsor again, CTC Math. CTC Math is a fantastic online math program. We love them in our family. They've been a huge blessing to us. You can sign up for a free trial at ctcmath.com. ctcmath.com. You will not be disappointed. Check them out. Matthew, welcome back to the podcast. I am so glad to have you back with me again today. Thank you. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, I love this. And, you know, I love this topic of talking about um, helping our kids to become self-motivated. And what's interesting is when we first looked at that title, I was like, how does this fit in with the discipline to discipleship transition? How does that all work together with our kids becoming self-motivated? But really, whether it's our kids becoming self-motivated, disciplining them, discipling them, whatever it is we're doing with our kids, it's all, as we've said, the ultimate goal is to point them to Christ, right? Mm, That's right. And I think that that it helps me to always remind myself of that. What is the ultimate goal? What is the ultimate goal? Because the reality is I, I can tend to fall back into just behavioral modification, which is... Mm. You know, I am just so tired of you not doing X and Y, or it's so loud in this house. You know, (laughs) I don't care if you follow Jesus, just be quiet. Yeah. You know, it's just like there, there there's that tendency to say, I just want things to be peaceful and orderly and I want my house clean and I want you to do your work. And And unfortunately it can be selfishly motivated. Why? Because I want to be a good homeschool teacher and because I want my house clean. And because when people come over, I want them to think this or that. You know what? It, it's just really a deep thing to continue to purify our hearts as parents. Why am I doing this? You know, way back in the day in the homeschool history, there's been some really ugly things that take place in the context of parents building their own kingdom. Yeah. Building this, here's what, aren't we great parents, homeschool parents, you know, and not building the kingdom of God. So what a what a great purification process. And um, and like you said in, in the other episode, it's not easy. And there's really nothing, maybe except besides marriage, that causes me to grow more than being a parent. Oh, it yeah. It just makes us grow and grow and grow because we have to. Yeah, yeah. But you know what a beautiful view we have, just a tiny glimpse of us as God's children and God as our heavenly father. Right. And I mean, that's what we're striving for just because you know, or just like we're, we're trying to get our kids to, to strive for Christ. We ourselves as adults mm-hmm. are striving for that as well. And so right. just as we're disciplining our kids and training them and discipling them, God's doing the exact same thing with us. Mm-hmm. And, and even when you think about as we're baby Christians, when we very first become believers, it's a lot more painful when it comes to discipline than it is when you're, you know, 40, 50, 60 years into your walk with the Lord. You probably, if you're really serious about your walk with the Lord, probably don't need as much discipline 
that far into it, though we always do because we're, mm-hmm. we're never going to reach perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the Lord is constantly disciplining us. He's constantly discipling our hearts and pointing us back to him. And I think that reemphasizes also the critical nature of the example in discipling our kids. <clears throat> because what I want is not for me to have to always say what it means to follow Christ. Right. But that they can look at dad and look at mom and say, oh, that's what it looks like. Right. That they can see it, that we're living it out. And it's always challenging to me personally when I think of what kind of godly young man, what kind of godly man or godly woman do I want my kids to grow up to be? Yeah. And I like envision that. And then I ask myself, where are you? Yeah. Are you showing them what that looks like? Yeah. And that is really exciting and motivating. And it does what you're saying. Not only are we discipling our kids, but we are being disciples, you know, and it's yeah. it's helping us to follow Christ. Yes, so convicting too. Oh my goodness, there is there is nothing more convicting than being a parent, right? And seeing our kids um, acting out the things that we act out. So, um, okay. <laughs> um, what else do you have? I think you have one more point that you wanted to to touch on. Yeah, the last one is help your children discover and pursue their gifts talents, and interests. And so a couple of good points here. Number one is, again, to point out that all of our kids are different. Yeah. And so there's no cookie cutter method that, you know, discipline isn't the same for all the kids. Uh, They respond in different ways. Discipleship isn't the same for all the kids. Their learning styles are different. You know, all of that whole discussion, which is so important that we have often in the homeschool world. But if you want them to be self-motivated and you want them to pursue God's call on their life, then you have to help them tune in to how he made them. He made them with certain temperaments and personalities. If they're believers, he's gifted them with a specific or specific gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, They have abilities naturally, right? Mm -hmm. Whether that's music or sports or different kinds of, of intelligence that they have. And so your job is to help them discover who God has made them, what he has called them to do, and equip them and free them to do that. Yeah. Not what you want them to do, not what you expect them to do, not what the other kid did. And as you do that, then they are really motivated, Yeah. right? And, and that's the whole idea, like with school, um, homeschooling gives you the opportunity to say, what do you want to study? Mm-hmm. What's interesting to you? Like, yes, you have to learn how to write and do math, but you can do that while you study a lot of different kinds of subjects. Yeah. And you can study history while you're studying a particular topic. And so giving them that freedom and that motivation to say, what what is it that God's put in your heart? You know, um, it's a really exciting part of helping them become self-motivated and helping them to follow Christ and fulfill whatever his calling is for them. Yeah. So, okay, you've got nine kids. How how have you helped your kids to discover? And 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 I know probably every kid is different. Some kids mm-hmm. you can see their gifts and talents from the time they're teeny tiny. But I know that there are some kids who, you know, are maybe 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, and they're still like, Mom, Dad, I have no idea. I've literally mm-hmm. no clue what God created me for. How do we help our kids to discover those things? Well, it as you said, 
And I think for the most part, if you become a student of your child, mm -hmm. you will begin to recognize, wow, they're really good at this, or this is very fulfilling to them. Um, and you affirm that and say, wow, you did such a good job on that. Or you had that interaction with that person. That was amazing how you did this or that. Um, at the same time, if you need to dig digger, deeper, like you're saying, is to ask those questions. You know, what do you, what's your favorite thing to do? Yeah. What do you love to do? If, if you had as much time or money as you could possibly need, what would you do with your life? And, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And just let them just start talking and brainstorming and, um, you know, l let those little things come out. But it doesn't really take long and you start seeing their tendencies and propensities mm -hmm. like, wow, they are amazing at this or that. And then you realize also that with all of those strengths come weaknesses. Yeah. And so I've had so many conversations with my kids to say, you know, this is an amazing strength that you have. For example, some of my kids are amazing communicators and they're people smart and they know how to really engage people. And I'm like, that's powerful, though. I mean, you, if you're not careful, you're going to be manipulating people, right. trying to get what you want. And so you just help them to see what could come out of that. And I've assigned, like my older kids, my high school kids, I'll give them an assignment. One of their whole classes for a semester is to do research on a particular career choice that they want. Mm -hmm. And they just have to spend the whole time doing research and asking questions and doing interviews and finding out, is that something that I'm interested in? So you give them space. Yeah. Whether that's yeah. in life or school to pursue it and figure it out. Yeah, that's great stuff. I think also making sure that our kids are not distracted by the things of the world, like their phones and video games. And not that it's a it's not okay to it's okay to have those things sometimes. But I mm -hmm. think oftentimes we default to those because it's easier for us as parents yep. to say, you know, yeah, go play video games for five hours today or whatever. And when kids are so stuck in that whole of of those those bad habits they're missing another world of mm -hmm. opportunity and really figuring out what they're good at you know i mean seriously how many i don't have boys but i know that it i i think it's more of a boy thing um is video games and how many boys you know are just completely consumed like they mm -hmm. crave video yeah. games that this is what i've heard <laughs> i don't i don't know we don't have video games in our house um but it's like if they can't play it for so many hours a day yeah. they they feel like they're missing a limb or something like that you know it's okay for a short time but let them explore the world let them explore right. who real god life. created them to be real life exactly yeah. exactly right. so Great let's point. take let's take a break we'll be right back as we try to impart a biblical worldview in our children and equip them to be salt and light in an increasingly secular culture, we need tools to explain how the scriptures mold our view of every subject we teach. We need homeschool curriculum that shows how the Lord rules over everything we learn while stretching our children to follow Him wherever He leads. Learn how BJU Press Homeschool has served thousands of Christian homeschool families just like yours by visiting BJUPressHomeschool.com. Are you ready to restore our constitutional republic? Patriot Academy is on the front lines of the mission to educate, train, and inspire millions of citizens to know and live their freedoms. With courses and materials from America's Constitution coach, Rick Green, Patriot Academy's Constitution training will equip you to be a leader in your community. You don't have to know anything about history, the Constitution, or the law to get started. The courses and coach training are free. Find a class today or sign up to be a Constitution coach at patriotacademy.com. 
Again, that's patriotacademy.com. We are back with Matthew McDill. Um, you mentioned earlier, I think it was maybe Wednesday, that you actually wrote a book, and I just discovered that you wrote this book called Loving God, A Practical Handbook for Discipleship. Tell us really quickly about your book. Well, you know, it really came from my own desire to disciple my kids, and, and I thought, what do I want to teach them? Mm-hmm. And this is a very content-based. It's not how to disciple your kids, which is more of what we're talking about now. It's what are the most important topics and truths and principles that I want to make sure I convey to my kids. You know, it's similar to, to the, the 50, 50 things. Yeah, it, it's yeah. very similar. And so, but it's, it, it's probably has a, a different uh, approach, but it's just mainly what are the basic disciplines of the Christian life, yeah. you know, and, and how do I want to convey that information? And as I did that thinking of my own kids, it was just, this can be a, a useful tool for people. You know, a lot of parents weren't discipled. Right. And they realize right. I could disciple my kids and I have no idea what that means. I don't, I don't know. What am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to teach? And so it's a, just a simple thing, a resource for here are some things you want to cover. Here are some things that you want to make sure you include as you teach your kids to follow Christ. That is awesome. And it's written, I'm assuming, for moms and dads or is yes. it specifically for dads? No, both. both. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And yeah, it sounds like it would go perfectly hand in hand with 50 things. Um, again, if you guys missed our interview with Josh Mulvihill, go back and listen to that one. It's excellent. Um, but this looks, sounds like it would be a book that would literally just couple perfectly with that book. Um, the last thing I want to talk about before we end today is we mentioned in part one that you are the executive director for North Carolinians for home education. That is the North Carolina state homeschool organization. And a lot of people don't realize that most of the 50 states, I want to say somewhere in the neighborhood of 45, 46 or so states, have a Christian state homeschool organization. And I would love for you to tell us how long you've been involved, why you got involved in your mm-hmm. state org, as the cool kids call it. Um, and then tell us a little bit about what you're doing there. Okay. Well, it was, as I said in the first uh, conversation we had, that we just went to the conference. That yeah. was my introduction. And we were like, this is so great. We want to come back. And the more we came back and the more, you know, and I've been a pastor for 25 years. And so preaching and teaching was a part of what I was already doing. And I saw these other people giving workshops Mm -hmm. on stuff. And I'm like, hey, I want to do a workshop. And so I started, you know, writing an article for our magazine and and doing a workshop here and there. And then pretty soon I was invited to to serve on the board uh, as a volunteer while I was pastoring. And so I was on the board for five or six years as a volunteer. And then I became president of the board as a volunteer. And then we realized um, we don't have any real full-time leadership. And our homeschooling was exploding and our organization wasn't. Hmm. And we're like, what's going on? And so we decided as a board to hire a full-time executive director. And at first I was thinking that I don't want that job, but... That's what the Lord said. That's your job now. So anyway, since 2019, I've been full-time executive director and uh, it's been an amazing experience. Um, Since I love helping parents disciple their kids, it's a wonderful platform and opportunity to do that. Now, our mission is to help parents homeschool with confidence and joy. Hmm. And we do that in three ways. We protect their rights to homeschool in North Carolina. We equip equip them with information and uh, encouragement. And we connect them with other families and and groups in the state. So that's kind of our threefold 
thing. And, and our conference, of course, is one of the biggest ways that we do that, especially equipping uh, and connecting. Yeah. And you have a conference coming up in 2022, right? This year. Yep. And that's May 26 through 28. We usually do it at the end of May. Okay. And we meet uh, in Winston-Salem at the Benton Convention Center. Okay. And what's the website? Where can people get more information on that? nche.com forward slash thrive. Okay. So we call it the Thrive NCHE Homeschool Conference. Awesome. Okay. I will put links in the show notes to that as well. You guys, if you are not yet connected with your state homeschool organization, you can go to schoolhouserocked.com. I, I will put the link in the show notes, but you can also go to the website and there's a link there that says homeschooling in your state. And you can click right on the button, find your state, find out who your state organization is and contact them, get involved, find out what you can do because these freedoms may not last forever. We take for granted our homeschool freedom. It's, it is legal now to homeschool in all 50 states, but there are a lot of people fighting against that who do not want it to become legal. They want to have every hand that they can possibly ha have in the education and upbringing of our kids. And we cannot allow that to happen. So find yeah. out who your state organization is. Even if you just ask them, how can I pray for you specifically? find out, get involved in your state org. We'll put links to the show notes in that. Um, Matthew, thank you so much for how you serve the homeschooling community. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for being with me this week and your encouragement. I am so glad uh, that the Lord has introduced us to one another and your lovely wife. She is such a delight. And um, I know that she serves alongside on the board with you and homeschools your six kiddos that you still have at home. So she's right. she is she is one great woman. I, I like her right. a lot. I want to thank you guys too, because I'm really excited to see how God has called you to this very specific special work with Schoolhouse Rock. It's amazing thank you. that he's helped you finish it, you know, yeah. and have this amazing product and the way it's already ministering to people. So it's, uh, it's a, so such an important thing for parents as we, as we both continue to try to do this work. Yeah, it's important work. Well, thank you for that encouragement. It's all by God's grace. So we really mm -hmm. appreciate it so much. Um, you guys, thank you for listening this week. I'm so glad that you've stuck with us. Thank you for spending your day with us today. Um, I'm going to ask you if you would consider something. Consider a donation to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Um, that really does enable us to continue doing what we're doing, putting out this important content, keeping the whole ministry of Schoolhouse Rocked going. We've got the movie, but it doesn't end there. Um, the movie is just a platform to, to inform parents on the importance of home education and family discipleship, which is what we're all about here. But there's so much more encouragement and resources that we continue to bring to parents that we want to continue to bring to parents. And we can only do that through the support of our sponsors and donors. So if you would pray about that, you can go to schoolhouserocked.com. There's a button there that says donate here and donate to the ministry. We would really appreciate that. Thank you for being with us this week. Have a great rest of your day and we will be back with you on Monday. See you then. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts and we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.